Hey friends, welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. I'm Alicia. My name is Stacy. Thank you so much for joining us for today's banger of a tale of marital misadventure. Stacy, you're bringing us a country singing star with quite a legal track record in the Trashy Divorces department. Indeed, I have Sarah Evans, who has had two divorces, a bunch of power moves, and then a bunch of post-game litigation, as it were. Just the stuff we like around here. all the stuff we like. Before we begin today's episode, we do have some huge shout-outs to give. I see some names in our magic mirror. Big thanks and love to the most recent folks who've joined our most awesome Trashy Divorces Patreon community. Thank you so much for joining us at patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces. Carrie M., Leslie C., Emma, Elise, and Lindsay J. Holy cats, we have a new super supporter as well. Caitlin, you are incredible. I do have an extra special thanks to give to Whitney and Heather for my sweetest Taylor Swift golden book. Thank you. That was a really nice surprise this week. We really do have the very best listeners in the galaxy. We do. Thanks for being here with us today, Stacy. I think it's time for us to go, go, go. all three chords in the truth or something, right, Stacy? Yes, that is actually exactly what it is. Country star Sarah Evans has been singing her way into the hearts of music fans for the last two decades. Her name was all over the country music charts in the early 2000s. She had hits like Born to Fly, 2000, I Could Not Ask for More, 01, Suds in the Bucket, who doesn't love it, 04, and A Real Fine Place to Start, 2005. And she has remained a respected singer and songwriter ever since. Good on her. In 2006, she won Top Female Vocalist from the Academy of Country Music after having been nominated in 01, 03, and 05. Hey, fourth time's the charm. She's been nominated for and won a host of other awards as well, including Music Video of the Year, Comeback Song of the Year, Favorite Country Female Artist, and Song of the Year. Sarah was chosen as one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world in 2005. She's also an author. She obviously has done the talk show circuit, and she's done a bunch of competition shows, including Dancing with the Stars, Celebrity Family Feud, and The Masked Singer. Holy cats. We would call that well-rounded. In addition to all of these professional accomplishments, Sarah is the mother of three beautiful children. She's been married twice. And happily for us, neither of them ended well. And this is why we are discussing Sarah Evans today. I love this trashy journey we're on. Let us commence. Sarah Lynn Evans. Of course, it's Lynn. Sarah Lynn Evans comes from very humble beginnings. She was born on February 5th, 1971 in Boonville, Missouri, and was raised in nearby New Franklin, Missouri. I think this was just an accident of where the hospital was located in this fairly rural part of the state. Aquarius girl. Air sign, not water. You may think aquarium. That's not it. Anyway, her parents divorced, both remarried, so she ended up being one of seven children. Wow. Her family lived on a farm, and Sarah was expected, like all the children, to put in her fair share of hard work. She began singing at an early age and, oh, I love this, performed with two older brothers as the Evans Family Band. The wholesomeness just just, just Uh oozes. It oozes. 
Sarah's childhood was certainly shaped by a traumatic accident that she experienced when she was eight years old. There was a highway running in front of the farm. She was hit by a car. (gasps) Oh, no. Which, I mean, she ended up on the hood of the car and then was thrown into a field uh, along the highway. She was very badly injured. She spent six weeks in the hospital in the aftermath. And, you know, eight-year-olds kind of bounce pretty quick, but six weeks in the hospital at eight is... Yeah. Wow. Terrible. So while she recovered physically, she experienced a lot of mental and emotional trauma as a result of this. And so she grew up with a lot of anxiety. And in the 80s, of course, we didn't really talk about PTSD as a thing that probably outside of combat stuff like we didn't really think of it so no one treated her for this that's lovely poor kid yep anyway graduated high school realized that college was not going to be where her future lay and so she began waitressing in her hometown before she and one of her brothers moved to nashville bright lights big city making it big in country music yep once she was in nashville she was once again working as a waitress to pay the bills but trying to get her music career going And it was at this job that she would meet the man, well, the first man, anyway, that she would end up marrying. Oh, goody. While waitressing at the Holiday Inn in Nashville. Perfect. We say humble beginnings a lot, but sometimes we really mean it. Sarah met a fellow waiter named Craig Shelsky. The couple started dating, and Sarah eventually moved to Oregon with him. That was where his family was from. She wasn't sure this was the right decision for her or that Craig was the one for her, but she was young. She thought she was in love. So off to Oregon they go. And while there, she agreed to marry Craig. They did marry in 1993. They stuck around Oregon for a few years, but she realized that if she was going to make it in country music, she needed to get back to Nashville. And so they moved back. Once there, Sarah worked her way up from a demo singer to backup singer to a record deal with RCA. Oh, that's great. She released albums in 1997 and 1998, and there was some success with them. But in 2000, she released the Born to Fly album. And suddenly, all of this overnight success that takes years to accomplish, yes, suddenly was a big name in country music. In the early 2000s, Sarah's career was on fire with hit after hit after hit. It was during this time that she and Craig started their family as well. In 1999, Sarah gave birth to their first child, a son. In 2003, they welcomed their first daughter, and in 2004, a second daughter. Her life looked super perfect. Yeah, married, three kids, big-time country music star. Banging career, Why yeah. is she here on Trashy Divorces? Oh, that image of perfection. Oh. Not always a lie, but often a lie. So in October of 2006, and, you know, 13 years or so into the marriage, Sarah shocked Dancing with the Stars fans when she announced that she would be withdrawing from the competition mid-season, and she was a big fan favorite, so it really did make a lot of a lot of noise in the world. In a pre-taped interview on Dancing with the Stars, Evans said, quote, something happened, unquote, that caused her to end her marriage. Oh, and quote, that's why I need to quit my dancing career, must, too? Must quit my, my television dancing contest career. I gotta pull off my boogie shoes. Quote, it's very personal. It's very traumatic, and it was very hard for my children. Things drastically went downhill 100 miles an hour. I'm completely against divorce. My intention was to continue to try everything within my power. Sure. 
Sarah then added that she had no choice but to file for divorce after certain alleged revelations, allegations, I don't know, emerged to her just before the competition. Quote, it's a blur. The good thing is I'm so used to performing, as you know, that as an entertainer, we just have the ability to just try to flip the switch, turn it on, do the dance, and make it through the day. Gotta put on my boogie shoes. Obviously, all of this came off as a bit cryptic to the world at large. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. So everyone was left wanting to know what what the heck is going on here? A few days later, Sarah released the following statement to Access Hollywood, where you go when... (laughs) Always. mm. Quote, on Thursday, October 12th, 2006, country music singer-songwriter Sarah Evans filed for divorce from her husband, Craig Shelsky. Recent events that shed light on the status of her marriage prompted Miss Evans to make the filing, which was registered today, October 12th, with a court in Tennessee, where Evans resides. A mother of three, Miss Evans felt it was in her child's best interest that she also withdraw from competition on Dancing with the Stars, an ABC television series that she's been part of this fall, to give her family her full attention at this difficult time. Miss Evans hopes that her fans and TV viewers who've supported her in recent weeks and throughout her music career will respect and understand her need for privacy in the face of these recent events. No, I don't uh, understand it at all. I would like to know what recent events changed. You know, the media felt the same way. As you can imagine, the media was not going to let this situation go without finding out what had happened in Sarah's marriage. When some of the salacious details began to leak out, everyone was shocked. Oh, no. Give it to me, give it to me. Sarah cited three grounds for the divorce. Irreconcilable differences, our our favorite, favorite. inappropriate marital conduct, and adultery. Oh. We're going to talk about the way Sarah Evans files for divorce in her second divorce, because that's an interesting assortment of things, but not super shocking so far, perhaps, but the claims she made in her divorce documents got much, much worse. Uh Uh-oh. Sarah alleged that Craig, quote, has frequently verbally abused, emotionally abused, and harassed wife. You know, it's a court filing. That he frequently watches pornography on the family's computers, and that on September 28, 2006, the couple's oldest child, quote, confronted Craig at the party's residence when he was watching pornographic material on the television. That's not Coco Melon. Quote, is having an affair with her friend and former nanny to her children, (gasps) Uh Allison Clinton. Uh Uh-oh. We would not normally necessarily name someone alleged to be, but it comes back around. Allison has things to say later. Okay. Sarah alleges that Craig keeps more than 100 photos of Craig, quote, posing with his erect penis, unquote. (laughs) And, quote, there are several photographs showing the defendant having sex with other women. Uh Uh-oh. Unquote. She alleges that he browsed personal ads on Craigslist for, quote, three-party sex, quote, and, quote, anal sex, unquote. And she alleges that he frequently threatened her and told her that she is crazy and that he threatened to take the children to Oregon. Wow. Fate worse than death. No, I'm kidding. Because Oregon's fine, by the no, way. No, Oregon's great. It's where the Goonies live. We love Oregon. Yeah. So, you know, allegations can be made with or without evidence in a divorce filing. And I think most people would agree that they frequently are. But it appeared that there had to be at least some truth to her claims when she was granted a temporary emergency restraining order against Craig. Yikes. The order prohibited him from harassing Sarah, from being intoxicated in front of their children, and 
from taking them to Oregon. I don't know why Tennessee hates Oregon. It's weird. It's a weird flex, Tennessee. Sarah was also granted temporary custody of the children and possession of their family home in Franklin, Tennessee. Outside, okay. Outside of Nashville. Sure. Craig had a few things to say. I, what does Craig <laughs> Shelsky have to say? October 20th, 2006, Craig Shelsky had also taken to the media to make some allegations of his own. He started by saying, quote, I cannot explain why Sarah is waging a false media campaign, but I intend to defend myself in court and protect my children as best I can. First, Craig claimed that Sarah, in fact, had had affairs with nearly a dozen men, including members of Three Doors Down and her Dancing with the Stars partner. Whoa. Craig claims that he, quote, discovered his wife's intimate relationship with another man, not her husband, and an argument ensued between the parties. Unquote. He claims that after the argument, he instructed his lawyer to file for legal separation, but Sarah surprised him by filing for divorce before he could get around to that. Oh, no. Or I guess before his lawyer could sure. get the papers in order. In addition to his allegations of her affairs, he also attempted to defend himself against her claims. He said that regarding the, quote, you know, watching adult entertainment, unquote, he says that he and Sarah had been watching it together and their oldest child woke up and unexpectedly came into the room where they were watching it. He says that both he and Sarah immediately turned the TV off when this happened. But Craig was not done. He then claimed that Sarah had, quote, a breakdown, unquote, the previous year. And in his documents, he stated, husband has been continually supportive of wife since her apparent nervous breakdown in 2005 and has encouraged wife to seek professional help and monitored medication. Sure. Then Craig's spokesperson, never get a spokesperson, released a public statement which read, quote, Today, Mr. Shelsky has formally responded to the allegations of Ms. Evans's petition for divorce with several court filings. He's demanded retractions of those allegations and apology, and that the further spreading of false information be stopped immediately. Believing that they have no adequate factual basis for the outrageous claims, he has requested that sanctions be imposed under the law and that the allegations be stricken from the record. So it sounds like he's being reasonable, like at least at this point. These are lies. Could you retract them? Let's just go back to basics and be cool. I mean, to for your opening to be like, these are false and I would like the court to impose sanctions, presumably on her right. attorney. There's a lot of power moves happening sure. here. There's, okay. Yeah. Then the former nanny slash alleged mistress jumps in with a few words of her oh, own. Oh, Allison. Allison strikes back. Allison Clinton Lee, who had been the nanny for the couple's children for five years, and her husband sat down to give an interview with ABC News Radio during all of this back and forth between Sarah and Craig. She vehemently denied Sarah's allegations that she had an affair with Craig and offered to take a lie detector test in order to prove it. Allison went on to claim that Sarah had suffered, quote, an exhaustion breakdown, unquote, explaining she, Sarah, had had a hard time back in December. She kind of had an exhaustion breakdown. And then in January, we started a Bible study together. She was trying to get back in gear and get more focused and grounded, but you know, I didn't see this coming. This is all really a big shock. Allison and Sarah had been very close friends, according to Allison. When she, Allison, got married earlier that year, Sarah was her matron of honor and Craig was a groomsman for her husband. I mean, this is really the picture of, 
of yeah, very everybody close gets the couples long. friends. Sure. Allison said she was taken by complete surprise by Sarah's accusations. Quote, I'm totally confused because the last time I talked with her, which was on Wednesday, October 11th, the day before, when she was in hair and makeup getting ready for Dancing with the Stars, it was very much, I love you, I miss you, please get out here. Then the very next day, these allegations come out. So it was a complete 180. It just doesn't add up. It really doesn't add up. She continued, I'm still very much in grief. It really does feel like a death. Something that happened so suddenly and just very shocking. You know, I love her. I miss her. This is a time I'd want to call her and comfort her. Or in my pain, I'd want to call her and cry to her. But in reality, it's something that has ripped our friendship apart. You don't say. So, big explosion, confusing interpersonal stuff. But apparently, Craig and Sarah both decided that, you know, hey, we have three kids and so maybe we should stop fighting this out in the media and, you know, let the let the lawyers do what lawyers do. Sure. Their lawyers released a statement. Oh, no. As, as lawyers do. The parties have agreed that it is in their best interests and those of their children to amicably resolve all issues in their pending divorce. Each wishes the other well in all future endeavors. Woo, the awkwardness. The parties have no further comment regarding any allegations of fault or misconduct alleged by either party in these divorce proceedings. So it's over and time to go to break, right? Huh. Considering how ugly this all started off, they did not drag it out. They finalized the divorce in September of 07. There were no more salacious accusations that were made and you know, some of the divorce agreement was made public. Sarah was required to pay Craig $600,000 in wow. alimony, okay, which she could break up into 10 annual payments of 60000 Sarah kept the family home in Tennessee. Craig kept the couple's two homes in Oregon. And Sarah was awarded primary custody with Craig. Like, I think it was shared custody, okay. basically. All very fair. So to your point, yes, this is a fine time for a break because when we come back, we're going to get into the years of extremely expensive litigation that stemmed from all of that. Oh my, see on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia, it's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so I thought it was over, Stacy, but it's not over? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Far from over. Oh, no. Allison Clinton Lee sued Sarah for defamation based on the claims that Sarah had made about Allison and Craig. In 2009, Sarah settled the lawsuit out of court. This was reported to be a $500,000 settlement. What? There was never any proof or, I guess, really evidence provided that supported Sarah's claims against Allison and the photographs that she and her attorney claimed to have had of Allison and Craig engaged in sex were somehow never produced. Oh. Weird. Well, that's an awful lot to talk about without having the proof. It is. And so... Hold up, because know. Craig sues Sarah's lawyer. What? In March of 2011, Craig won a settlement out of court against John Holland Sr., the attorney <sighs> who had represented Sarah in their divorce proceedings. Craig had filed a lawsuit against the attorney two years earlier for slander and defamation of character. He said that he was fighting against the claims because of the damage they had done to his reputation and his career. Craig had been a candidate for Congress in 2002 from Oregon's 5th District, and he said he wants his children to know his innocence and that he wants to be able to meet people without having to explain all of these sordid allegations. Sure, all of that. Quote, I want my name back. Shelsky has been a good name for generations. I hope my story can inspire other people. Some of the court filings from Craig included, quote, While the allegations contained in the complaint for divorce falsely accuse the plaintiff of adultery and other alleged misconduct, the plaintiff does not base this present action on the fact that false statements about him are contained in the divorce pleadings or upon any statements made by the defendants in the course of judicial proceedings, but, quote, Defendant Hollins made the following extrajudicial statement to a representative of People magazine. Oh, definitely go spill your dirt to People. Sure. And so this is Hollins' statement. Quote, he, Craig, was quoted in the press as saying he hadn't done anything wrong and that he wanted everybody to pray for Sarah. Let me tell you what, Tennessee lawyers, everything we allege, we got photographs to back up the allegations of the complaint. Well, then show them, buddy. Yeah. Okay, so Craig's suit continues. At the time, the defendant, that would be Sarah's lawyer, made this extrajudicial statement. He knew it to be false, and he also knew that no photographs existed which depicted the plaintiff engaged in any type of illicit or adulterous activity. And then it goes back to quote Hollins, Hell, we have a picture of them having oral sex. No! The complaint continues, Hollins, quote, knew them to be false and that no photographs existed. So Craig had sued for $10 million. The actual settlement amount was not disclosed. John Holland Sr. was also required to make a public apology to Craig. The apology he released was, quote, My firm and I represented Sarah Evans in a highly contested divorce from Craig Shelsky. I represented Sarah Evans to the best of my ability. I regret that my actions on behalf of Sarah Evans caused Mr. Shelsky harm in any way. I didn't hear I'm sorry. That was like the fakest apology I've ever heard. That was very lawyerly, Mr. Collins. Okay, so Craig's victory statement. I don't know how else to put it. You're going to love this. (laughs) Quote, 
After nearly five years, the self-proclaimed attorney to the stars, Nashville's, or better yet, Music City's finest divorce attorney, recipient of the much-coveted Best Lawyers Award, who represented such notables as Trisha Yearwood and Leanne Womack, oh, and Sarah Evans, surrendered yesterday to little old me. Hollins, Nashville's finest, has to pay me a settlement, issue an apology, and I am completely free to tell my entire story. <laughs> my enemy folded under the pressure that the truth was going to decimate him and prove his public statement was a lie and his actions pure buffoonery. Buffoonery. I'm buffoonery. I am so grateful to God and to all of my true friends. I'm surprised there wasn't a scurrilous in that Scurrilous. I love it. That's great. Craig would also sue TMZ in 2014 for defamation for running wow. Yeah, for running the story about the alleged photos. He and his lawyers claimed that TMZ ran the story knowing that it was untrue and knowing that the photos didn't exist. This time though he was not successful. TMZ moved for dismissal under California's anti-slap statute. I'll talk about that in a minute. In 2015, a trial court granted TMZ's dismissal. Craig appealed though. I mean, he really feels like he's got right on his side. Sure. In the opposition to TMZ's anti-slap motion, Craig's attorneys argued that his divorce was not a matter of public controversy and that he is not a public figure. The trial court disagreed and granted the motion to dismiss. In August of 2016, an appellate court affirmed the trial court's decision to dismiss. According to its unpublished opinion, the appellate panel found that Craig is a limited-purpose public figure because he, quote, repeatedly injected himself into the public eye on issues related to his divorce. And that TMZ did not make the statements at issue with malice because they captured the gist of the allegations in Sarah's divorce complaint. I love that. A limited-purpose public figure. Uh-huh. Limited-purpose public figure. Um, okay, so anti-slap laws, if you're not familiar... SLAPs, it's S-L-A-P-P, they are strategic lawsuits against public participation, and anti-SLAP laws provide defendants a way to quickly dismiss meritless lawsuits that are kind of designed to tamp down people's First Amendment rights. We are big fans of anti-SLAP laws in the United States. Moving on to marriage number two. Oh no, because <laughs> wait, it gets worse. It gets, <laughs> it gets better for a while, I guess. Sarah Evans met former University of Alabama quarterback Jay Barker while they were both going through their own divorces. It was a friend and minister that actually introduced the two. So this mutual friend felt that Sarah and Jay probably had a lot in common, given what they were both going through at the time, and that if nothing else, they certainly had a promising friendship ahead of them. Sarah says, he told us he'd never known two people more alike. This was a, to Birmingham Magazine in 2015. He felt we could at least be supportive friends. And, you know, he was right. The two hit it off right away, and they were able to help each other through these these trying times in their lives. Okay. Initially, the two only communicated through emails and text messages, and then they started talking on the phone. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Once they started meeting in person, they were thrilled to realize that their kids got along really well, too. Jay has four children from his first marriage, and of course, Sarah has three. Jay said, we would get together with our kids as just friends, and before long, they told us we should be dating. And that is what they did. 
So definitely listen to your kids. Always listen to your kids. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the two fell in love. They got engaged in March of 2008. Sarah told People, still talking to People after wow. all that. Okay. <laughs> Sarah told People, quote, It was hard for me to believe he was real and that he loves me the way he loves me. I thank God many times a day for bringing me Jay. Oh, that's so nice. They tied the knot on June 14th, 2008. It was an outdoor ceremony in Franklin, Tennessee. Sarah was 37. Jay was 35. Sarah was walked down the aisle by her son, who was eight years old at the time. All seven children were there. Big mixed brood. It was basically all children. They just invited kids. Was, That's Here's my maid of honor and my bridesmaid and my groomsmen. I'm totally groomsmen kidding. Totally and... kidding. It was a normal wedding. There were, they just have a lot of kids between them. That's nice. After the wedding, guests were treated to a wonderful southern meal of southern fried chicken, country-style pole beans, biscuits, and macaroni and cheese. That sounds delicious. That sounds perfect. A friend says, it was really very elegant, but Sarah wanted it to feel like you were at her house. So that minister and friend who had introduced them in uh, the first place married them. Oh, nice. Mazel. He was our own personal matchmaker. I think God told Joe to get us together, Sarah said. So the couple and their large families moved to Alabama after the wedding. They continued to gush about each other and how happy they were, like for years. Quote, she's my biggest fan and I'm hers. As great as she is at music, she's even better at being a mom and a wife. Well, this all sounds delightful. The end. <laughs> In 2011, Jay told People Magazine, we are truly a family. We don't think of it as blended. They're just our kids. But we also understand our roles. If I'm around when Sarah's kid's father is around, I give him his place as their dad. Sarah added, the kids really love each other. It just works. We're so fortunate. Happily ever after. Huzzah. Finally, one that ends well, Alicia. It's I love so... it. Ah, crap. Okay. The couple gradually stopped appearing in public uh -oh. or posting on social media in the 2020-2021 time frame. That's it's, it's tough on everybody. Tough. Lockdown was hard. The last time they were seen together was on an Instagram Live in February of 2021. In August of 2021, after another 13 years of marriage, Sarah filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences, our favorite, Naturally. And, and inappropriate marital conduct. Okay. Wait a minute. You can't do both. Here's the thing. Yes. Irreconcilable differences is the no-fault grounds, meaning you don't have to show that your partner did anything, right. your spouse. I just would prefer not to be married to this person to, anymore. Exactly. So what she's saying is, I would like a no-fault divorce because he is at fault. You can't do that, <laughs> no, I don't that's think. that's not how... I mean, I'm not a divorce lawyer, but that... It's a real legal loophole I there. Don't, yeah, you don't see that a lot. Like, irreconcilable differences. We just can't reconcile them. Plus, he's a dirtbag. Like, no, you just... It's not working. No, it's nobody's fault, it's but it's nobody's totally fault. his fault. Anyway. Wow. No fault means no fault, Sarah. Perhaps your next divorce lawyer will explain this to you that if there's a third. Legal eagling right there. So apparently, at the time that they were married smartest thing Jay Barker has probably ever done in his life. They signed an agreement, prenup, postnup, not sure, but they signed an agreement that stated, quote, the actual reasons for any divorce shall be kept private to the extent possible. And, quote, neither party will discuss or reveal the terms of the agreement 
and the terms and conditions shall remain confidential. It's a fine University of Alabama education right there, Jay. Smart man. Wow, smart man. Well, probably learning from what happened before. He doesn't want to be a Shelsky, <laughs> right? My name ain't Craig. Okay. So yes, this agreement likely stemmed from, you know, both of them had already gone through contentious and very public divorces, but, you know... That whole thing was a mess back then. You know how hard that University of Alabama shout out was for me to give because I am, in fact, an Auburn University war eagle. Through and through you are, yes. See, but I make it a point to be very fair on this podcast. Sure, sure. Please continue. I'm not going as far as Roll Tide. You know, that's... (laughs) (laughs) You never would go that far. (laughs) This is a great spot to take a break because we're going to return for the exciting... Collision. Oh, I mean, conclusion right after this. Oh, my. Back in a minute. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Alicia, this one's going to be smooth. Smooth as pie? Well, yeah, they've signed the papers. They've agreed. Can you be smooth as pie? Sure. All right, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) In January of 2022, Sarah and Jay made headlines when Jay was arrested (gasps) and charged in Nashville with felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. What? The arrest was the result of Jay allegedly trying to hit Sarah with his car. Oh, my God. No. No. According to police, Sarah had, like, this is the story. I'm going to just put the word allegedly out here big because it's, you know, criminal, whatever. So the story is Sarah had left a party at her neighbor's house in Nashville, and she got into the passenger seat of a friend's car. As they were passing the driveway, I guess at the neighbor's party, Sarah says that she saw Jay backing up his vehicle at a high rate of speed, attempting to hit them, but missed. The report states that there was probable cause to believe that Jay did unlawfully attempt to strike the victim with a vehicle. Oh my God. Jay was held for 12 hours because it's a domestic violence charge. And according to Tennessee law, domestic charges require at least a 12 hour cooling off period. After the 12 hours, he was released on a $10,000 bond. On Sunday, Jay released a statement on the Instagram account of his radio show. Oh, sure. sure. 
saying that he was, quote, beyond humbled by the words of support I have received from friends, supporters, and so many in the Alabama family. What, next time you'll get her? What? <laughs> the statement went on to say, quote, unfortunately, headlines and quick-to-publish news stories do not adequately capture the full context and complex fabric oh. of our lives. Complex so he, fabric. He borrowed that from a commercial from the day. Jay pled down to a misdemeanor charge, agreeing to a, quote, best interest plea. This means that he acknowledges that prosecutors have strong evidence against him, but that he will not admit guilt. So, kind of like an Alfred plea and no low. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Anyway, in doing this, Jay could avoid jail time. Uh, he was sentenced to one year of probation. And, uh, hey, Tennessee, he was required to turn in any guns he owns. Okay, that's probably good. And he has to complete a 26-week batterer's intervention program. That sounds fun. As of today, there has been no public confirmation that the divorce is, is finished, is finalized. And strangely enough, no reports that they have reconciled. Huh. And so this uh, it's two years later. This Yeah, this is kind of where things stand now. Is I, they're, they're Splitsville, as far as anyone knows. Um, I do not know how many trash cans this gets because, wow, there's just, that's a lot. It is definitely a case, however, of a lot of inappropriate trashy conduct on the part of a lot of people, although not necessarily Craig. going to go with that, or Allison, for that matter. So all the trash cans are not at fault, but totally at <laughs> totally fault, Totally at fault. Totally at fault. I mean, no fault, but wow. Those faulty trash cans. That was a lot of legal stuff in that one. It's really interesting. I don't know if Tennessee has some odd loophole or caveat or something in its divorce laws where you can you can claim the no fault thing and also provide a fault grounds. <laughs> totally at fault. Don't know. I that's not one I've seen before. Usually you just go with the no fault and we we both walk. So trash cans filled with suds in a bucket. I there you go. That's great. I you know good good catch there. Good pick up there. Yeah. Good lord, what a hot mess! Thank you, Stacy, for bringing that to us. You're this very welcome. Week. Friends, friends. I my brain's just a little. It's a little full. Same with that one. With all that smooth silk pie. All that. Yeah. See. Smoothest pie. Coffee's kicking in. I'm 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 doing it now. Y'all, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Patreon folks, stick around. I think we're going to have to unpack this a bit. A little bit, a little bit. Don't forget, Trashy Royals, our brand new podcast venture, is going to have a brand new episode coming out tomorrow over on that feed. I am covering one of my favorite 14th century trashy stories of Isabella of France. And thanks, everyone. We've gotten such good response from it so far, and it's been a lot of fun putting yeah. these stories together. So, yeah, Again, thanks. this trashy community, the best. Trashy divorces, trashy broils, y'all, we adore you. I'll be back this weekend with a brand new trashy divorce. In the meantime, holy cats, my head is still a little spinny sure. after that. Just dip your hands into those suds and scrub them up a bit to keep your hands clean. <laughs> keep those hearts trashy. Big love, everybody. Have a tremendous rest of the week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, 
with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.